Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And it's like I say in every episode, we've got a great show for you today because we have Sweet Tea Trio coming on. We've got two of them today, but we're still excited. Um, the other one's just going to miss out on all the fun. But you know what? They, they're doing some great things. They're definitely going, going places. And we look forward to hearing parts of their story, some of their music. So Sweet Tea Trio, are y'all here? Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. Double tree. Yes. You know, I guess we could call it sweet sweet tea double. <laughs> duo. Yeah, duo. Yeah. Duo. Yeah. Sweet tea duo. duo. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I always Thank like to so start out because I always appreciate y'all coming on. Being here. Mm-hmm. And I always like to start out in the same way because it's affecting everybody. How are y'all handling the whole COVID stuff? <laughs> Man, it's, it's crazy been gnarly. <laughs> it's it's been really really weird, but you know, it's while completely scary thing in the nation. You know, you got mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. struggling in one way or another. Us as artists, I mean, we've been on the road since we were what, Kate, thirteen, fifteen? Oh, wow. yeah, baby. So we've wow. been on the road doing this full time since we were babies, and getting the family time, I I can't explain it. It's it's really really, it's it's really really awesome to have that, and it's an opportunity mm-hmm. for us to be creative and really really dig into the songwriting portion of it and getting ready for a new album. So it's been good <laughs> and weird. Yes, very weird. And you know, and you know we had. Sunny Sweeney on yesterday, and she talked about that same thing. She goes, she goes, all my life I've known the road, and she says, here it is now. I'm sitting here not knowing what to do. <laughs> hmm. I know. Yeah. A few weeks ago, we calculated. I think it's been almost, it's been close to almost being 200 days since we've been on stage, which is the longest wow. I think that we've gone wow. not being on a stage since we first started <laughs> as a trio when we were you know, 13, 14, 15-year-olds. So it's crazy. Has it really been so Like I told long? you. Yeah. Is it amazing? Wow. <laughs> like I told y'all before the show, how did Sweet Peach name come? So we actually were looking for a band name. We were entering a music competition, and in order to enter, we had to have a band name. And so we, you know, we... We're just looking. Honestly, we were desperate for a band name, and um, someone suggested, hey, why don't y'all be Sweet Tea? And at the time, we were just kind of like, uh, I don't really know about it. Sure, we'll go with it for now, and then we can kind of decide later on if we want to change it. And it ended up, people loved it. We ended up winning that competition, and it was the Mid-South Fair um, in Memphis. And so we ended up kind of sticking with it, and it stuck to it, and we hung on, and here we are. You know, eight years later, Sweet Tea Trio. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so if you take a few minutes, I always like to start out with where um, if you'd say, of course, we know who you are, but where y'all from and a brief overview of you, kind of your elevator pitch, so to speak. Tell us that. D. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, yeah, I'm here. No, I'm here. I'm, I, I guess I'm in La La Land. Um, so, <laughs> golly, go get tickled. Uh, so my name's Victoria Camp. Um, I'm 23. I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. 
Um, me and Kate been at this since we were 13 and 15. Um, really cool to get to do what we do and to affect people um, and to <laughs> inspire others. And we're really, really happy to be here today. Yes. And then I'm Kate. Sales pitch. Yeah, that was a great sales pitch. That was perfect, right, cool. girl. <laughs> and then I'm Kate Falcon. I'm 21. Um, I'm from Gadsden, Alabama. And we actually, Sweet Tea kind of started, we met each other through a mutual vocal coach out of Birmingham, Alabama. So we're from two mm-hmm. different parts of Alabama, um, but Birmingham is kind of a central location. So we had a voice coach there, and one day he just gave us an assignment to learn a song together and with no intention of ever putting together a band or putting together a trio. But we started singing together, and we were like, wow, this is this is something magical yeah. here. And so that's really oh, how wow. Victoria and I met. And then Kaylee, our other member who isn't with us on the phone today, but she is from Florence, South Carolina. And we met her in Nashville, just, you know, gigging, playing shows. And, you know, that's how it all became. We all met each other. And I would definitely say our music has a lot of, like, classic country elements. But also we like to mix it up and do some current stuff as well and also a little bit of rock and roll. So we have a lot of roots in our music and we're very thankful and very blessed to be able to do what we do so tell us all right i, I, I read about kid, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so, I get a three so tell us how the kid rock thing came to be okay so, so okay you go kate you go <laughs> sorry the thing on the phone we're not we're you know we're still getting used to the covid uh phone there's a little bit of a delay so there's yeah. a delay. Uh, we, he lives no. out in the yes. He lives in the country, so there's a delay it, out in this cornfield. <laughs> I'm literally in my car next to the cornfield, so that's actually really really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's but yeah, so how we met Kid Rock, we Bob Bobby Ritchie, whatever you want to call him. Um, he actually was looking. He was he was scrolling through YouTube videos, and he came up on a video that. We posted a couple years ago. It was one of the first songs that we ever released. Um, not really with intention of it going to radio or anything like that. We wrote it mm-hmm. for a company <clears throat> called Hunting is Good, which is um, obviously it speaks for itself. Hunting is good. And the three of us are really passionate about <laughs> yes. the outdoors, whether that's hunting, mm-hmm. fishing, you know, just all of the outdoorsy things. And so he was mm-hmm. kind of, his fiance likes to hunt. And so he's kind of like, oh, look at these girls, they're singing about hunting, this is right up your alley, and he <laughs> saw our video, and after that, he sent us an email and asked us to go on his cruise, which he does every single year, oh, wow. obviously not this year, because COVID, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he invited us, he sent us an email, we were like, there is no way that this is actually Kid Rock sending us an email, but, <laughs> you know, sure enough, it was, and wow. we went on the cruise, he heard us live for the first time, and after that, the kind of it, it was pretty much history. After that, it was like a family vibe and a family dynamic, and we're so thankful for everything that he's done for us. And we ended up signing a management contract with him a couple months after that. So we were oh, wow. we're very grateful for all of the work that he puts into our music and into songwriting and creating live shows with us. He really is influential in making this thing roll and making it happen. So mm-hmm. we're very thankful. Yeah, he's a huge helping hand when it comes to just the musical side and the creative side. He's, as you can imagine, extremely brilliant. Um, You know, so he's working with us right now, getting some songs recorded and um, whatnot. He's a wonderful person. Just bottom line, awesome dude. 
Now I'd like to start a little light before we really dig deep. So what are some hobbies you all like to do outside of music? Okay, so I'll go first. I'm so sorry for the delay. I literally live out in the boondocks, the absolute boondocks. Just, <laughs> oh, we understand. I'm serious when I say that. Kate knows. Kate knows. Um, so what was the question again? Hobbies. hobbies. You're like, do outside hobbies. Um, So some of my hobbies, um, I, like Kate said earlier, we're really, really passionate about the outdoors. Um, mm-hmm. I love to hunt um, anything and everything. Um, my family hunts. I actually went yesterday and uh, bought myself a new rifle, so I'm really, really excited for the upcoming deer season. I've been practicing my bow and everything. Um, I love farming. Like I said, I'm literally sitting next to our big old garden at the front of the property. Um, so I have to drive up here yeah. to get signal. That's, that's how, you know, but yeah. yes. it is. Um, and so I love doing that. That just, it fills my soul. I love to... Um, just create in general, you know, outside of music, mm-hmm. I love to make clothes. I have started to make oh, wow. clothes, you know, because COVID makes you do weird things, right? Um, right, so yeah. I just have <laughs> several different new hobbies, and that was one of them, and I just found out I had a knack for it. Um, and just spending time with my family is one of my most favorite things ever. And, um, yeah, that's that's about it. That's, that's about it. <laughs> for sure yeah we have a lot of hobbies I feel like a lot of music but you know usually mm-hmm. we're on the road so COVID has definitely given us time to kind of dig into some things that normally really we wouldn't have that. time to do <laughs> yeah, yeah I actually adopted a rescue dog in the oh, very wow. beginning of quarantine so like very beginning of March She's I adopted a dog yeah her name's Dolly Barkin and she oh, is I love that she is my pride and joy. So that's pretty much been my hobby all of quarantine is oh, well. taking care of a puppy. <laughs> now, now yeah, what would we're y'all very con- passionate about the outdoors and stuff, like V was saying. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we actually started a little bit of a clothing company together. So we're oh, working wow. on a couple of things right now. So we're excited about okay. it. So what would y'all say is quirky about y'all? Quirky? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, we that always get interesting answers on this one. We do. That's we a really good question. question. Honestly, Victoria and I, we, especially when we're on the road, I mean, you can ask anyone. We're definitely like sisters. So I think we just love cutting up with each other. We can read each other's <laughs> minds from like a mile away. So <laughs> we're just a bunch of weirdos. Like sometimes we say all the time, we're like, if only we had a TV show or like a fly on the wall yeah. in the van with us or go to shows with us because the things that happen to mm-hmm. us on the road, oh man, you just, you never know you what you're going to get. You can't make it up. You can't yeah. make that stuff up. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, like, like Kate said, like, I seriously think we could get away with a reality TV show, you know, on the road. Like she said, we like cutting up. We like making it fun for everybody. And, like yeah. I said, we're sisters, and it's just this telepathic communication, mm-hmm. which involves just being weird, too. So, you know, that's the quirky <laughs> thing about us. Yeah. We're just good balls. And, you know, we totally get that because we've been married 17 years. But when we're different than yeah. most oh married gosh. couples, we, we've we been a um, 24-7 couple since the day we married. So we don't spend time apart. So, like you right. said, we've always reading each other's together. minds. There are times to where I'm looking up something online in the office, 
and she's in the other room looking up something on the phone, and she comes running, hey, look at this, and I was on the same thing. Yeah, we've done hey, that a lot. It's the connection. It's magic. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> Most definitely. And, I love that. You know, and you got to have that, whether whether you're a trio, a duo, whether you're married, you kind of got to have that because you got to have that spark, that passion that stays alive. Right, and a shared passion too. You know, having that mutual yeah. passion with somebody and knowing that you can rely mm. on them for anything, work, personal life, struggles. You know, it's really, really good to just have – that person in your life that you know for a fact is thinking what you're thinking. You give them one look and mm-hmm. you know, you know exactly yeah. what the other person is yeah. thinking. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and of course, you know, you never know until you're in crisis whether per- the people are really behind you. And she's proven herself because I went through 19 years of addictions until 12 years ago. Oh I've been wow. For 12 years now, but the first five years of our marriage. Well, thank you. The first five years of our marriage was really hell on her because of those addictions, but she never nagged me. She never put me down. She always loved me through the addictions. And, you know, sometimes people will tell us, well, when we tell our story, that she allowed me to walk over her, and I have to correct them. No, she allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. Mm -hmm. If it weren't for that, I don't think I'd be alive. I love that. Amen. The good Lord looking out, absolutely. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and it, when you're in those hard times that, you know, me mm-hmm. and Kate have both experienced this in our lives, that when yeah. hard times come, you either see all of the conditions laid out on the table or you see mm-hmm. unconditional love. It's one or the yep. other. Like you said, mm-hmm. when those hard times hit, you're going to see true colors. And, you know, when that person stays by your side, you know that they're going to stick with you, you know, especially through, you know, just really, really hard life stuff like, you know, addiction or a loss of a loved one, you know. So that, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah or, or COVID. COVID. Because COVID slapped all of us in the face, you know. Um, oh, yeah. yes. But, yeah. And we're really, really strong <laughs> in our faith, too. We're both believers. That's and good. We, uh, you know, yeah. if it if it if it weren't for the Lord, we would not be where we are today, not even close to it. Absolutely. So He has guided us and, down the path for sure. And and you know, speaking of that, we believe 100% what you just said too, because you know, when we first married, what's funny about all this this show that we're doing now is when we first married, I was one of these big people that wanted to be a motivational speaker. I mean, I listened to audio stuff 24/7. I was one of those kind of guys. Sandy was a person who would listen to music all the time. I didn't want to listen to music. I want, so when we married, we all of a sudden, we had to compromise in the car, and we came to agreement we'd do 50% audio, <laughs> 50% bit. And I always joke that she brainwashed me in all this music stuff now because now I'm like all <laughs> in, everything. And, and here's the funny part. Although it's different than what I thought, I really believe that God created a full circle here because I'm still getting to speak just on a different platform, and she's getting to be a part of music all through this show. I love oh, that. beautiful. I beautiful. Love you married both of your passions together, and look what you have. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah you have, what I try you to have tell exactly who what are God meant it to be. And mm-hmm. that's what I try to tell people who are married. You've got, you, know, you can have separate passions. That's fine. But you've got to have one vision. And there's a way, there's always, God will always find a way 
to combine both your passions under one umbrella if you look hard enough. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Absolutely. Speaking of that, I'm just going to say amen to that. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of that, as you know, being an artist is rough. You know, a a lot of people don't get an artist's life. They don't get the sacrifice. You know, they see the glory, but they don't see the grind. <clears throat> they don't see the sacrifices. And, you know, a lot of times interviews, they only talk about the pros of music and the highlights, and we'll get there, of course. But um, I like to go the other way, too, and talk about the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. I'll tell a little story that will help lead us into this and where I want this to go. We interviewed Alice and Steele from Two Still Girls back in 2014. And back then, they were full-time with music. And I asked Allison what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music as a hobby. She says, the day you want it to be a career, everything has to change. You have to think different. You have to eat different. You have to eat, sleep, and breathe music. She goes, you, can't, uh-huh. you no longer have weekends. You don't have holidays. She goes, your friends and, and relatives will never understand. They want you to come over on weekends, holidays. You can't. That's your biggest money days. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You've got gigs those days. She said, there's days that you're going to hate yourself. There's days to where you get rejection. There's days to where it's just a bad day. But if you've got a gig that night, you've got to get there and smile like you had the best day ever. She says, but mm-hmm. if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because that's the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. I totally, I mean, there are lots of things that I can totally agree with. I mean, V and I both, we could tell you, I mean, we've spent eight years on the road with each other. There's multiple stories. I'm sure we could tell you and divulge in of like, I was crying before going on stage and, you know, she had to pick me up and scoop me up out of the puddle that I was in. And, you know, you get on stage and you put the smile on because at the end of the day, fans are waiting weeks, months, maybe even a year out mm-hmm. to buy tickets and for that mm-hmm. show that night. And I think the hardest part, one of the hardest parts about being an artist is just not wanting to let your fans down and wanting to disappoint them. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's the reason that we're doing this. I mean, we're, we don't do it mm-hmm. for the money. We don't do it for the glorification. I mean, we just do it to be able to go out there and love on people because we truly do believe that music has the ability to impact lives and change the course mm-hmm. of lives, like you were saying with your testimony a little bit. Um, and so, you know, we don't. the hardest part about being an artist is you don't want to disappoint your fans. And Victoria and I, in the past year, we really went through a lot. We had a member change in the trio and mm-hmm. with that, oh, well. um, you know, it, it was a change for our fans. And the last thing the the member change was all out of love and we supported each other, but you know, we really were so concerned about letting down our fans and were they going to be disappointed in us? Because for the past seven years, all they've known is these specific three girls and, you know, mm-hmm. being away from family also mm-hmm. makes it difficult. Luckily we have very supportive parents and siblings and COVID has given us a lot of time to be able to be home and I know it's affected so many people but as a musician you know it's had its downfalls but it's also nice to be able to be home and watch my brother do things that I haven't been able to see my little brother go and do like go to gymnastics practice and I've been able to pick him up from gymnastics practice and (laughs) Victoria's been able to plant 
plants with their little brother and go out and catch lizards and those mm-hmm. kind of things. And those are the things that we really don't get to do when we're on the road. But, you know, being an artist definitely comes with a lot of sacrifice more than just what you think of as like, I think some people have this idea that we just get on the road and it's glitz and glamour. And a lot of the time the glitz and glamour is only for an hour and a half. And then the hustle comes yeah. after the mm-hmm. glitz and glamour. I think getting on stage is probably the easiest part in, in reality. You know, <laughs> It's the behind the scenes stuff that makes it so hard, you know, getting in the hotel at 1am and waking up at six and driving to the next show and, you know, but we're thankful for it. Luckily, we're road hustlers, and we've learned the hustle of the road. It's going to be definitely weird coming out of COVID and getting back into the swing of things, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We're sold now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to add to what you were saying, I think I think what you said is exactly how, you know, we feel a lot of other musicians feel. The The woman who told you, you know, if you have something else in your heart other than music, go do that as a smart lady. Because if there's one thing that we have always said, there's no plan mm. B. There's, there's no yeah. plan B. I come I come home, Kate comes home, you know, if we happen to see somebody, you know, that you knows our moms or knows us somehow or whatever, they're always like, So are you gonna go to school? <laughs> no. <laughs> well what well what are you doing to work now? My job. Okay. Oh, oh. So you still got time. You still got time. You know, we get that. You get that when you go home. You still got time. It's fine. Like it's like playing music is a joke. Like it's less than. Um. You know. So Mm -hmm. we we've experienced Mm -hmm. that as well as tons of other artists I know. Tons of our friends. Yep. And you know, it's like Kate said. You know, one thing that you don't see behind the scenes is like, you know, that one show where. You cry before before you get on stage. You can't let a tear fall because mm-hmm. you just did two hours worth of makeup. And then when you get off stage, you got to <laughs> suck it up again mm-hmm. for a meet and greet. And then when you get right. done with that, you know, then you can cry. You can cry on your own time. You can you can you can struggle on your own time. But when you're in the zone of doing mm-hmm. your job, it's super rewarding take all that away yeah. you know it's it's mm-hmm. super re- rewarding to be able to after 17 no's have that mm-hmm. one yes you know yeah. and, and that's one thing that yeah. I feel like not everybody is cut out for this job and what I mean by that yeah. is not that not that people you know aren't mentally strong enough for it not that it's not that it's that it's just yeah. This job has to be your life. It's like you said, you have to eat, yeah. you need to breathe music, you need to do music, mm-hmm. you need to constantly think about it, you need to make every single choice in your life revolve around that, because when you make a choice in life, you have to think, how is that going to affect my music? How is that going to affect mm-hmm. my future? How is this going to affect that? You know, so it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of decision making and a lot of thinking, you know, um, and a lot of struggle, but <clears throat> again... Super rewarding, and, and the there's, mis- you know, if, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. go ahead. And the misconception, I think, with, with people out there that's not in music, they see the struggling artists, and they see Blake Shelton. They don't realize yeah. there's, like, many levels in between. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know many people that, you, that people have never heard of, but they're making a hundred grand a year plus from their music business, and you'd never know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 
For sure. And what we, you know, after being in the industry for so long and you live in Nashville and you hear the stories of those mm-hmm. artists that, you know, the, the big artists, I guess you could call, the ones that you see on the huge CMA stages that are mm-hmm. huge names in country music, you really start to hear their backstory and how, you know, they yep. grinded. Some of them were playing Broadway, downtown Nashville, mm-hmm. when they were 25 years old. Some of them lived in their car. <laughs> and those are the things that Jimmy Allen. you really don't hear about those big, big <laughs> artists. And, you know, that's a reminder for us because it is a hustle and it is a grind, like Victoria was saying. And, you know, sometimes we, we remind ourselves, like, you know what? We're on the hustle and the grind like everybody else. And mm-hmm. we're actually, yep, you are. Kid Rock is really influential in reminding us about that. We were um, really excited. We got to go on tour with him about three years ago. And we mm-hmm. we did, we rode in a van and we stayed in hotels every single night. And he said, girls, he said, one day when you're on your tour bus, you're going to look back in these moments at your van and you're going to be thankful that you had those moments of riding in your van. Because mm-hmm. it's always going to remind right. you of what it was like to have to hit the bumps in the road and your head almost hits the ceiling because your van doesn't have great shots <laughs> on the car. <laughs> so, like, you're always going to remember that. I'll never forget we sang mm-hmm. a, um, the national anthem at an NFL game, and the van that we rented at the time for that one specific show didn't have great shots. <laughs> so literally every time we hit a bump, we was like fly in the air, and we were all laughing because we were like, you know, people are going to see us on TV singing the anthem they're gonna see like the pretty butterfly side of it like right now we yeah right now (laughs) we're the furthest thing from that but you know it's it's those things that you'll always remember and we'll always be thankful and y'all are on the right track and y'all are on the right track with all this because like when you watch interviews with the big artists um, and and, and it, it always surprises me because the host always seems surprised at this answer. I'm not surprised of it, but the host – see, they always say the, – the, the, almost the number one question that a big artist almost gets every time is, is if you weren't doing – if music did not work, what would you be doing? That's almost a question that they always get. And mm-hmm. 90% of the time, the answer is the same. I would just be a broke musician. Pretty much. I didn't yeah. have a plan. And, and, the, and the hosts are like, what do you mean you didn't have a plan B? Like, oh, no, it was either music or nothing. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I mean, that's so profound just because it's it's just like any other passion. In um, mm-hmm. music, you have to be so passionate and so about it that mm-hmm. that's the case. If you If you don't make it big. You're still gonna make a living um, because yeah, exactly. it's that big of a love, mm-hmm. and it's it's that big of a because once you put all that time, money, sacrifice, you know, moments lost, you know, all of that together, it adds up to I can't give this up. I've put too much into it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. just a marriage mm-hmm. to yourself and your dream. You know, you you can't let your dream down. <laughs> your dream can't let you down. So you got to work harder to chase mm-hmm. it. You know. Sandy and I was just talking about that same thing um, today, as a matter of fact, because um, we've got a little momentum going on with the show now, and we're like, we really can't back out of this because we would always <laughs> want to do this. Oh, we would, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like married to it now. Yes, oh, you're yeah, right. Yes, you know. I keep running with it, yeah. <laughs> now that we talked about the sacrifice side, let's talk about 
what it, what, where that leads to even where you're at. Um, when you look back at your career so far, what are some moments you're like, wow, we got to do that? Oh, wow. <laughs> the, the wonderful part about that is that we've been so blessed that I can't pick one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man, there's so many. Okay, I'm going to pick, like, an actual place and then an experience that okay. I think makes the payoff, like, okay, better than anything. So actual place, it's a really, really hard decision <laughs> between all places that we've played. But I would say we uh-huh. um, were fortunate enough to open up for – Bob and Arena in Nashville. Um, yes. And being artists that live in Nashville, we hustle in Nashville, we write in Nashville. I mean, it's it's our everyday life is in Nashville. Being yes. able to play that mm-hmm. specific arena and open up for him that night. It was also the same night well, that we signed our management contract with him and Vector mm-hmm. um, Vector Entertainment as well. It's a like co-management deal, but that night was amazing we were able to invite so many of our songwriter friends and our families were there and we got to celebrate with everyone really that in the industry has been so influential in getting us to the point that we are now and I'll never forget you know eventually once you're doing shows so much the the nervous hype I think kind of wears off you still get excited but you don't get anxiously nervous I'll never forget right before we stepped on the stage at the Bridgestone, I said, y'all, take it in my booth. <laughs> I mean, a, there's a it's song those, there. Yeah, there is. The, your little songwriting bell went off. But in terms of, like, places that we've been able to play, I think that one was so incredible. And then also with just, like, I guess a day-to-day experience that we hear – often it really comes from parents that like will bring their kids to our shows and we've had moms dads you know people of all ages say I just hope my little girls you know I want my little girls to look up to you and I hope they chase their dreams the same way that y'all have and for us that means the world because at the end of the day we have you know going back to the sacrifice thing we have sacrificed so much to be in the place that Mm -hmm we're at and we're so thankful to be in the place that we're at and to hear that I mean it makes it all worthwhile I mean if you know that there's a little girl I remember sitting in front of the tv and watching Carrie Underwood win American Idol when I was little and thinking man I just want to sing that's all I want to do is be able to (laughs) sing and I mean you watch those those women that paved the way for little girls when Mm -hmm. Victoria and I were little girls Mm -hmm. and yeah you don't forget those moments and if we could be that for little girls wherever I mean that is the biggest blessing and such an honor for a parent to say I hope my my daughter chases her dream the same way that you girls are and it's super inspiring I mean that is like a that's heart like explosion the top, right that's there like the top tier compliment well wow. yeah that's like you is. can't get a compliment better than that of, yeah. I want my kids um, to be just like you that's mm-hmm. just that's um, mind-blowing <laughs> that you that you can have an impact like that mm-hmm. yeah and, you know, I love that. And we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back and play your song, Rebel Romance. Love the song. And then we're going to talk oh, about hey. that. Yay! Yes, sounds <laughs> Hang on the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast 
hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over.
really love that song. Yes, great song. Thank oh, you. Dude, that brought that song brought back so many memories. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it so tell us the story behind the song. Wow, okay. Rebel Romance. Um, we recorded that song. Victoria and I were actually just texting while y'all were playing it. We were both <laughs> like, "I'm gonna cry." That song <laughs> seems like it was forever ago. I mean, so much in our lives has happened since that song. It also seems like it was well, just yesterday that we were in the studio, but um, yeah, Rebel Romance, we wrote that song. Just, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. You know, it's about that relationship that it's mm-hmm. good and at the same time it's adventurous and it's exciting. And I think to an extent, mm-hmm. like we were saying, we're definitely married to our careers. And um, there are moments that it's hard, but at the same time it's so exciting and it's an adventure and to an extent, mm-hmm. it sounds so cheesy, but I guess technically our music career is kind of like our little, our little rebel romance. You know, we are in love with yeah. it, and it's a, it's an adventure <laughs> at all times for sure. Yeah, that it, it 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 occurred to me that I haven't listened to that song in a really long time. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Like, Whoa. <laughs> this is like it feels, and there's a lot of things I feel like for me and Kate that serve as mile markers for our accomplishments and where we were at that point in life. And, like, when we recorded Rebel Romance, never in my life would I have thought that Kid Rock would be managing us and we would have <laughs> we would go on a tour <laughs> in a year and a half wow. and sign our first management deal. It's like Kate talking about the Bridgestone. A year almost to the day, like, when we signed our management deal in the Bridgestone arena, like, backstage – um, we had like a little party and everything, and I remember me and Kate talking to each other, and we were like, "Do you realize DMA Fest in that little stage in the lobby last year?" <laughs> wow. And we're about to play in the arena. What? Wow. So, and that was, you know, that's just like I said, another mile marker on, you know, everything that's happened, and so much has been accomplished mm-hmm. since then. So many struggles have happened that, you know, have served us so well in a way you know everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. god has a plan but that just brought well, back so it, much i'm just like wow that feels like forever <laughs> yesterday and, and, and you know you talk about the rebel romance you know we kind of have that because in 2002 sandy and i actually met online back then it was taboo i mean people do it now oh, wow. all the time, but you, yeah. you just didn't do it and and we met february 2nd of 02 talking from for the first time february 4th February 18th, we set a wedding date, and March 4th, we met in person. So we actually was meeting in person to see who we were going to marry. Oh, y'all oh. are so cute. I can't stand it. Okay, so Rubble Romance <laughs> is like your theme song. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> you know, when y'all were talking I about what that. that really means, the Rebel Romance, it made me think of that. Like, because we were, because everybody yeah. was against us marrying. I mean, even though we waited eight oh, months. Oh, like it's you know, now granted, we were different towns, so we didn't get to spend but less than twenty days face to face together in that eight months. But we had the phone. Right. We talked a lot. We talked about where we stood with God, where we stood with all the different stuff and all that. So we got to really know each other in those times. But everybody was against this because you just didn't you just yeah. didn't go and mm-hmm. meet someone online and go marry them all in under a year. Wow. <laughs> right. Oh. I know that's such a cheesy, like, 
when you know, you know, but you do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you do. Yes, like, absolutely. Like true. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in soulmates. And you guys are just And here we soulmates. are, 17 years. It's funny. Here we are, 17 years later. We got a little 10 year old. I mean, a 10 year old. Oh, my God. Eight year old boy. <laughs> You're and aging. A, yeah, I'm eight aging year old. him. He would, be, he would be excited. But an eight year old boy and a 17 month old little daughter, which you'll hear from him in a little bit because we always have him ask one question to each artist. Oh, I love that. I'm so Well, congratulations. That's a beautiful family. Thank you. One thing we like to do, too, on this show that I think that doesn't get talked about enough is, you know, people see the artists, but they don't see, like, the PR people. They don't see the producers, managers. They don't see anybody behind the scenes. And, And let's face it, they do a lot of work for almost no recognition. So we always ask oh. the artists a couple minutes to tell a little bit about your team of who. So t- take a couple minutes and tell us the people part of your team that help you be who you are. I love that. I love that too. Z, you go for it. <laughs> so what I love about that question is the fact that you you fully recognize that this is a fully fully a team effort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Without mm-hmm. our band we wouldn't have live shows. Without our booking agents, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have shows. Without our managers, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have opportunities. You know, yeah. without God, God's a part of our team. Without Amen. him, we, w- we, wouldn't, we wouldn't go down the road we're going down right now. You know, so it's every little working piece on our team is so vital and so important. I mean, I, I can think of, so many people that have helped us uh, through just our the depths of our career and getting going and everything. Um, our parents mm-hmm. are they're amazing. We have like super parents. I swear we do. Um, and they have helped us so much. They have helped. In a minute, I'm going to get you to tell a parent story, but we'll. Absolutely, they've helped us build our career from the bottom up. And um, helped us get, you know, different PR people. I can think of mm-hmm. Jason Wyatt. He's a wonderful musician, a wonderful songwriter, um, an incredible mm-hmm. um, development guy. Uh, Lauren and Christine Johnson, beautiful people um, that are basically good at everything, that have, that have <laughs> even driven the bus for us, yeah. driven the van for us wow. going to shows. Um, you know, our mm-hmm. dads were booking showtime. Um, and driving us up and down the road, and mm-hmm. golly, I just, it's so many people, Bob. The list goes on. The list goes on and on. It's really, it's, yeah. it's really hard to name all the people who have been so influential in helping build us now up and, and help us sustain ourselves, too. Yeah. Now, let's focus on a parent story. I always like to go here, too. Now, now granted, I have to be careful before I ask this question because some people don't have their parents behind them. So, but when, when artists talk about the parents, then, of course, I know I can go there. <laughs> um, so yeah. tell us a parent story. And I know that they go above and beyond all the time. I get that. But tell us a story where it kind of stands out to where they went above and beyond and you were like, wow, they get this is our passion. Oh, man, that's going to make me cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> golly, y'all are just pulling the emotional strings today. Yeah, let for, me real quick. Yeah, for me, I think a, a specific moment that really stands out. So um, we had a show in Louisiana, and the next day mm-hmm. we were going to be singing the national anthem. 
for a NASCAR race at Talladega, Talladega, Alabama. So at the time I was still in high school and my parents would, I mean, our parents, all of our parents, we call our daddies the knuckle draggers because they would drive like through the night to be able to get us to show event. We drove all the way to Louisiana. We did the show. We did our meet and greet Mm -hmm. while our dad packed up all of our merch. They helped the band pack up the trailer. We got in the car and our dads drove us through the night, did not sleep. They got dressed like in a random hotel at like, I think we had to be at Talladega the next morning for sound check at like 6.30 or 7 a.m. So we literally got in the hotel at like 5, got Mm -hmm. dressed and went to Talladega. I remember doing my makeup in the car. And I mean, the amount of miles, if you've, if our fans are listening, you've probably met at least one of our parents at some point, if you've ever gone to a CT trio show, because there's usually always one of them with us just because it's, they love going on the road with us. They love being able to have those moments with us. I mean, so many things that was in the very beginning, but then I also think, you know, when we did start, touring with Bob and he took us out on the road our parents they would drive just for the weekend and drive all the way to Michigan to see us sing in an arena and I'll never forget my dad I grew up um, listening to Journey with my dad in his Camry when I was in preschool and we would always get stuck in traffic and that was a CD that was always in the radio player and so when Bob did his show the way that the show opens up for his show is it would play a couple of these random songs and Don't Stop Believing came on and never forget my daddy we were sitting in the sound booth and he reached over and he hugged me and he said baby look around you and he was like this is where we've made it we've made it from sitting in that camera listening to Journey and now we're you're opening up for Kid Rock and I mean they really have made so many sacrifices along the way I mean we could probably tell so many stories V I don't know if there's one specific one yeah. that's up to you too I'm sure I, I had to mute myself because I'm crying I know I'm not <laughs> Oh, our parents are the bomb, just bottom line. And uh, sorry if you can hear the rain. I'm in my car, like I said, the cornfield at the gross property, and it just decided to thunderstorm. Um, but I think that dead on what Kate said, like them driving us through the night, and I can't tell you how many times that happened. Just And, mm-hmm. and like our dads having to get up in the morning and go to work mm-hmm. the very next day. Um, yeah. You know, just sacrifice after sacrifice with us while we were making sacrifices as well. And so without mm-hmm. without those sacrifices that they gave for us, we know, wouldn't be here where we, we are. Be here. Yeah. And I, Love you know, that. like Kate said, there's so many stories and memories and stuff like that. Like I can just envision our dads packing up the trailer, our moms helping us get ready. Um, you know, <laughs> our moms on the phone talking, talking about like catering and stuff like that you know, scheduling all of our shows, mm-hmm. and it, it's just, we are so blessed. So oh, blessed. God is awesome. Makes me want to go hug my <laughs> so mama like, and daddy right now. I know. <laughs> so like I told y'all, we're a fa- you know, I always say we're a family affairs show. So we always bring our little eight-year-old on. He's going to ask a question to y'all. And, and, you know, when our little daughter gets old enough, we'll be plugging her into the show too. Oh, what does that sweet. His name's Christopher. Christopher. He's about there. Christopher. Yep. Okay, here's Christopher with his question. <laughs> I guess we do with a favorite food. 
<laughs> what, what, what's our favorite food? Is that what he said? Yep. What's our favorite food? Straight to thank the point. You. I like it. Yeah, thank you, Christopher, <laughs> for your question. Um, what is my favorite food? It depends if I'm going to be a healthy, healthy person that day or if we're having a cheat meal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll go with cheat meal because that's a lot more fun. Um, if we're doing a cheat meal, probably Chick-fil-A, anything Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Ooh, solid choice. I yes. have to say hibachi in Japanese food is my favorite. I love it. I love it. And the onion volcanoes where they do the oil in it and it's just with fire. I love it so much. <laughs> That's a yeah. great question, Christopher. Pizza. 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 I love That's his favorite. Too. Me too. You can <laughs> dip your pizza in ranch. Mm-mm-mm. We'll have to have a pizza party. If you come to one of our shows, we'll Bye. get a pizza just for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! It's a thing. So cute. Oh my gosh, you love so Farda. <laughs> I have an eight-year-old brother, by the way. So uh, oh, he was yes. he was uh by the way um because I'm 23. <laughs> so wow. he is he's my baby. I love him so much. His name is Gunner, yeah. and he's a pistol, so that name is fitting. Um, hate to tell you, he's an, he's an absolute joy. He's hilarious. But I basically, mm-hmm. since COVID happened and school is out, I've been teaching him third grade. So that's been a oh, learning curve wow. oh, wow. for fifty two. So, um, but it's it's awesome though seeing him learn and improve. He's such a smart yeah. little boy. But yeah, I have an eight year old brother, so that just that hits me right that's in the heart. Cool. Oh, awesome! <laughs> you know, like 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 our tagline on our show says, "Up close and personal." I love Absolutely. it. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. So, if y'all could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Whoa. Mm. My gosh. Why are you going to do us like that? <laughs> oh, there's so many to choose from. I already have mine. So, Stevie Nicks. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> If she can read write a song like Rhiannon in 15 minutes, man, I have wow. no idea what we would write about, but I know it would be absolutely <laughs> magical. I would probably ask her, is there a story in your life that you haven't wrote, written about yet? And get mm-hmm. her to tell me it, no matter what mm-hmm. it was, and go, okay, well then let's let's write about that. Oh, yeah. So what is y'all I would jump in on that co-write, V. <laughs> Heck yeah, girl. You always about it. So our songwriting process, we love writing together. Um, we're really passionate about our original music. We play a lot of our originals mm-hmm. out on the road, and we've actually recorded a couple of new songs that they're just not yet released. So, you know, Rebel yeah. Romance, our last EP, we have two originals on the last EP. Um, and then, you know, on this next one, Hopefully, we will have written just about all of them. But we love writing and being in the writing room. I say, you know, we each have a different style, but it complements each girl very well. Like Victoria, we always say she has a melody monster in her head. Like, she's just amazing at just sitting down on the guitar and coming up with this beautiful, like, tune of a song that you would never even, I mean, I cannot piece that together in my brain, but I'm definitely more of like a, 
I guess a words girl. Hey, okay, don't let don't let her be humble. Do do not let her be humble. She is an insane <laughs> lyricist. She will come up with stuff that I'm like, where did you? What wife. vault did you pull that from? Oh my gosh, I didn't even know words could sound like that. That's so great. <laughs> so we like to hype each other up. I would definitely say, you know, we compliment each other in all of the right ways, That's and awesome. we love writing together. Um, we recently wrote with a writer out of Nashville, Brent Cobb, and. He's written a ton of stuff for a lot of people, but, man, is he an amazing songwriter. And Marley Cannon, good man. We've just been writing with so many amazing people recently. Mason Douglas, just oh, so many great people. So many great people. And, and, I want us to write with you know, Loretta doing, Lynn. Uh-huh. Oh, that would be awesome. Yes. And, and we're doing something new soon. You don't have to answer us on here. You can email me if you want. But we're doing something new, and um, – uh, like a songwriting challenge for artists. Yeah. And you just have to let us know later if you're interested in this. And this is the way it would work is um, we will come up with lyrics because Sandy loves to write lyrics and I help her out. We come up with lyrics for an artist. They have 24 hours to turn it into a song. And then we go live on our Facebook page so they can talk about oh, the song it. and perform it. Heck yeah. yeah and, and our first, bring it. And our, and our first one is Ashlyn Grace, going to be on Sunday. Yes, awesome. and we're so excited. That's we'll definitely tune in. And just to tell you, show you that we're trying to be fair to because you never know. What if it's a hit? We've already got that planned. If In case something does happen, we're not like all these crazy shows where they want to own everything. We would, we no. would take 30% and let the artists have 70. We don't want, we don't, we're not wow. looking for it to be – you know, we're not looking for it to be something where we make a ton of money. We're looking for it to be fun and, di- yeah, and challenging awesome. for all of us. Y'all, y'all are awesome and very humble. <laughs> but mean, if you if you give me and Kate lyrics and we write half the other song, we're gonna fight you on that. <laughs> we're gonna want to give y'all fifty because that's fair and y'all deserve it. That's, y'all are great. Okay. Y'all are so sweet. <laughs> Oh, we appreciate All right. that. We got we got about four more questions left, and we'll let you yeah. get to what y'all were doing. Um, so I'm about to ask a question, and I have a certain way reason why I ask it the way I ask it, and I'll explain that right after I ask it. Um, if um, if you had a magic wand, and what you were about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in this way is this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that question to Kelsey Ballerini before people really knew who she was. The answer she wow. gave us back then is almost to the T of what she's living right now. And I love wow. telling that story Nuts. because it gets people to open up. So if all bets were off and it would come true, where do you want to be in five years? Man, I would say – my vision of of what we would be doing in five years, my goal, my idea, um, would be hopefully having at least one or two albums released within the next five years, um, writing a ton and out on the road either as the headlining act or as an opening act for a bigger artist and being able to go around around the country and not be stuck in COVID. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, if I had a magic wand and I could just wave it and <laughs> skip right to that 
five-year mark, I would <laughs> envision, golly, I would Brandy. envision a stand. I was just about to say that. Get out of my head. I was just about to say, <laughs> I think I think we'd be standing on a stage right now giving our acceptance speech for a Grammy. Yeah. There you go. I love or that. Or CMA. That. Either way, we'll take I want both. Them to dream. Yeah. I want people to dream here. Here's a good question. I'm about to ask something. I I ask this backwards than what most people ask this because it's a unique way. Uh Um, Since we just asked where would you be in five years, you could meet your future self, whether it's five or ten years down the road. What would you say to him, to her? That's a great question. What would I say to her? Oh, man. Wow. I love how most of our reactions to these questions, your questions are so original and great that we're like, hmm. Yeah. That's it. Oh, gosh. I would probably say to her, number one, that I'm proud of her for in her Mm -hmm. 20s being able to endure the things that she endured. Oh, I mean. And then I would also probably tell her that I hope that you're in love. I hope you're happy. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you know that everything that you're accomplishing is is what God had intended for you wow. the entire time. And every every milestone, every bump in the road, every single thing that happened 10 years, you know, 31, you know, yeah. everything that happened for you to be where you are right now, just know that that was God's plan. And, you know, you're still going to hit bumps and milestones after that and just trust and, mm-hmm. and know that and keep the faith because, it's not always easy, but that I'm proud of her and that she's, awesome. she's strong. <laughs> I, I say ditto to all that. That's perfectly said, and that's that's what I'd say to my future self. But I also, I think I'd also tell her don't blink mm-hmm. because yes. take, take all of the success that I hope that I'm having in five years. I want to cherish every struggle, every high point, all of the low points, rock bottom, sky high. I want to cherish all those things, you know, because that's what's going to make that success that much sweeter. And like I said, mm-hmm. it's going to go by in a flash, you know. So don't yeah. blink. Hold on and don't blink. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. Five that years last ago, two we were. Oh, yes, last question. Questions, and then we'll let you get out of here. Yeah, um, but yeah, like All you right. were saying, five years ago, you know, a lot, even when we look back on five years, it's like snap mm-hmm. your fingers and it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So what happened in five years? <laughs> so let's say you had a friend of yours that you heard him or her sing, and let's say you you could tell there's definitely something special about that. And now this would be pre-COVID advice. Um, so let's say that yeah. they've played maybe 30 shows. So they're still getting their feet wet up on stage. But they've gotten on stage. They've got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd. Crowds hollering, cheering, and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to y'all, and they say, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? That's Again. Awesome. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. My initial like first bat reaction would be hair. Prepare yourself for the nose. 
because of anything (laughs) in this industry, you're going to hear a lot more no's than you're going to hear yes. And I know that sounds really cliche, but people from the very beginning told us, you know, have the soul of a dove, but have the skin of a rhino because Mm -hmm. you have to, (laughs) you have to be gracious and you have to be humble and you love what you do, but you also have to prepare for all of the struggles and the no's that you're going to be told Mm -hmm. along the way. And I mean, that can go into so many aspects and not only that, but like pick up an instrument if you're not playing an instrument and hone that and really learn, learn to play guitar or learn to play mandolin Mm -hmm. or piano or whatever excites you and songwrite and just really dig deep because I fell in love with singing. That was my first love was just standing in my room and singing my heart out and then as Sweet Tea grew into what it was, I learned to play guitar and my songwriting. Wow. I mean, I've, I've really learned to songwrite. I mean, we started when we were 13. At 13, if I was writing a song, it was probably about rainbows. So you, know, <laughs> you learn to songwrite and, and those kind of things that really develop you into the mm-hmm. artist that you are. And don't try and be anybody any like anybody else. Be yourself. Because there's always going to be a Martina McBride and a Carrie Underwood and a little big town, be a a Luke Combs, you know, I could go on and on, but be your own artist Mm -hmm. and, and know and stay true to that. That's what I'd say. Probably. That's, I mean, that's perfect, Kate. I think, (laughs) man, everything you said, and I feel like I'd tell him, golly, it's so hard to put into words, you know, just like, all of the things that go into just like this little piece of advice to give you just this little nugget. Here it is. Take it, think about Mm it, use it. Um, You know, it's so hard to put it into words what I'd say to somebody, but I think it would be get ready for the no's. So one day you can be Mm -hmm. ready for that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Because, because the work that goes behind that and everything, you can't let the no's, bring you down to where you can't reach that yes. You can't be ready for that yes. Because if there's one thing that me and Kate have learned, you can snap your fingers and your life will change. That yes yep. will take you from, mm-hmm. when I, you know, what am I going to do with my life to, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm, I mean, somebody pushed me head first into the deep end, and I'm learning how to swim. You yeah. know, you want to you wanna already know how to, how to swim, how to float. You know, um, so just be prepared at mm-hmm. all times because you just, you yeah, never yeah. know. And I think another thing I would tell them would be take advice, mm-hmm. get, get That's comfortable good. with people giving you criticism because mm-hmm. if you live your life and think you're the best you can get, because let's be honest, there's a lot of artists you're that going have back Yeah. that there's a lot of artists that have egos, you know? Um, But I guarantee you the ones that have made it took advice. You know, there's people who Mm -hmm. won't take advice and they never made it, you know? So be open to suggestion and wisdom because that is what's going to take you to the next level to where you can receive that next piece of wisdom. And then one day, you can be giving that wisdom and passing it down. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> love yep. that. Because <clears throat> I we could talk to y'all all day long, but you know everybody's oh, yeah. on a time thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so I know, this we, is so much fun. I'm loving talking. These questions are amazing. Amazing. Uh, well, we're definitely oh, glad. And, and the qu- next question I'm about to ask is why our show is the way it is. You'll you'll see what I mean by that. What okay. is a question? That you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do. I mean, everything <laughs> bad. Um, <laughs> probably, how do you overcome? How do you overcome struggles in the industry when you feel like you're smack down on your bottom? You know, when you're in your we're, lowest. We're definitely going to have place. to add that because you're the second or third person that said that, so that's going to be added. Yeah, yes. like when you're at your lowest place, what is it that yes. keeps you going? Because I think the easiest answer would be to be like, oh, my love for music, you know, my love for music mm-hmm. drives the force. And like, it's got to be deeper than that. You know, that. it's so easy. But, mm-hmm. I mean, when you get knocked on your rear end and you you don't know what you're going to do next and what the next move is and you feel like it's all falling apart, something has to pull you through and for us, I would believe that's our faith and that's each other. For me and Victoria, we've been yeah. through a lot in the past eight years. And if there's one thing that's been consistent with that, it's our sisterhood and our faith. Mm-hmm. So I think a question mm-hmm. like that would be awesome to be able to hear that's, from other that's artists. That's great. Like their struggles yeah. and how that struggle turned into mm-hmm. triumph. Wow, that's really good, Kate. That's really, really good because, you know, then other artists can listen to this and go, well, that really helps me. I'm going through something similar. Golly, because I feel like there's this expectation of, you know, just from the outside looking in, people who don't know a thing about music. It's like like you said earlier, they see Blake Shelton and they're like, wow, but they don't see that behind the scenes thing. So it's like, you know, you you're human. And you feel yep. like sometimes people forget that. So don't be, you know, don't be afraid to be human. You know, just it's, man, I think, a, <laughs> golly, I think a question that I would like to be asked is what is, what is your favorite song that you've ever written? And what's the, what's the craziest story and the, in the most cool story that you have behind us all? And because some, and some be of those shocked. two questions that we ha- do have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. Because I have a basic questions on my sheet that I I go through, and depending on, you know, time frame, like, okay, I can't do that one. Yeah. So, like, like one of the questions I, you know, and like you said, there's been some crazy stories, especially from venues where I've asked artists, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you on stage? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Man. Oof. So so let's end with that one. Tell us, okay. well, tell us a story. Thing that's happened on stage. <laughs> I swallowed a moth once. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, I remember that. I about had to give you the homelick. Yeah, it was awful. Most people, like, we do a lot of outdoor festivals, and if we're the headliner, mm-hmm. usually it will get dark, obviously, and so mm-hmm. moths and all bugs love some stage lights, and one time a moth landed on my microphone and I didn't see it. So yeah. when I sucked, like wow. when I breathed in to sing the next note, I, I got a little <laughs> oh, extra protein. Uh, it was awful oh, wow. <laughs> for like wow. five minutes. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. 
Yeah, that was well, that was really really rough. I mean, golly, um, there's a lot of them. I think one of the most like embarrassing things that has probably mm-hmm. happened to me personally is, mm-hmm. oh man, I hate this. Sometimes <laughs> you want to throw t-shirts out into the crowd, and. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm not very coordinated, um, <laughs> and I threw a t-shirt, and it hit a little kid in the face. I felt horrible, oh. and I'm talking oh, like wow. feet ahead. I'm not talking like, here's your t-shirt. I'm talking, I'm trying to throw it to the it back, back, and it goes straight down. <laughs> I, oh. I remember that was a long, long time ago, and um, one more <laughs> thing that has happened that I think is nuts is we were playing at a marina, and our former mm-hmm. member had some wireless mics that we all used that day and I guess people were just stomping and we couldn't we couldn't control the stage and it was rocking and like we were we were very unsteady playing and all of a sudden I look over and her microphone falls off of that rack and just into the water and all of a sudden and like all of us stood for about for about 10 seconds and didn't do a thing. Other. And then we were finally like, oh, crap, we got to do something about that. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. I was ruined. There was a man that dove all the way down to the bottom of the, the lake, and he got the microphone, and he gave it to us. Oh, well. Yeah. Whoever you are listening wow. to this, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Love nuts. that. So as we end here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. So we have all forms of social media. We've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. At one point we did have a Snapchat, but we're working on getting a TikTok hopefully soon. But it's just sweet tea, like the drink, and then trio because there's three of us girls. So sweet tea trio, that's our handle on every single thing. And if you want to get our music, we have new music coming out. Hopefully within the next year, I mean, due to COVID, we were set back a little bit, but we do have music recorded. Um, But our previous EP is on Spotify, as well as iTunes, Apple Music, um, all of the streaming platforms, Trio. So you can find us there, and that's S-W-E-E-T-T-E-A-T-R-I-O. Love that. And, you know, we really enjoyed having y'all. We're going to definitely remember y'all, that's for sure. Oh, thank you. You guys are amazing. This is one of the best interviews we've had in a long time. Y'all ask some of the best questions, and y'all are just so friendly. So friendly. Well, thank you. you. And we're going to hold you to that songwriting challenge. Yes, we'll reach out. All right. Uh, Y'all have a great day. All right. Thank you you guys so much. Bye. 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 Bye.